Many of you have asked for it, and so I spent some of my paternity leave creating it, an introductory stoicism course. The best part? I've launched it using Gumroad's pay-what-you-want model. So if you want to pay $0, you can get the course for free. That's right, free. Learn more and enroll in the course by going to understandingstoicism.com. That's understandingstoicism.com. I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Welcome back, Prakopton. It's the day before my birthday, the big 40. And we're pre-gaming by diving into the second meditation of book five of meditations. That's how we Stoics get down before our birthdays, by putting our nose in the text. Don't ever get too many of us together. The party will get really mild. Rather than any more lame jokes, though, let's just get into the meditation. But first, a reminder that our workshops are now by donation only and have just a $1 minimum. We host them monthly, and with the exception of the last one, which caused a great consternation in the Discord community and elsewhere, they are as they are described. Workshops. You come away having learned something you didn't know before. That's the point of them. You can learn more at actualstoicism.com. Okay, here's the meditation. How simple to reject and to wipe away every disturbing or alien imagination and straight away be in perfect calm. Okay, Marcus, I think we're getting a little high and mighty here. How easy is it really, my guy? I mean, when someone cuts in front of me in the queue at the coffee shop, I contemplate murder. I mean, in that case, it's easy to escape that thought because it's hubristic, right? But in the case of everyday nonsense, piled on layer after layer, I think you may be giving all of us a little bit too much credit, and yourself as well, Marcus. For the rest of us who are not emperors approaching sagehood, as Marcus seems to be with his ease of dismissing disturbing or alien thoughts, it is not easy to wipe away disturbing thoughts because we've been trained to have them, or at least to see them as normative our entire lives. Marcus is a skilled practitioner. He's no sage, but he's been working on himself for a long time, and his disposition, as we've heard him say before, is, very fortunately for him, open to having his character molded. 
If you're less clay-like in that regard, and you're more like granite, as we've also talked about on this podcast before, wiping away those disturbing or alien thoughts can be a lot more difficult for you than it is apparently for Marcus. So for the rest of this meditation, I'm going to do something I've not done before on the show, at least I don't think I have. I'm going to create a list Let's call it the three suggestions for rejecting the mental disturbances list. A little awkward, I'll have to workshop that name. But if you like this sort of thing, this listicle type thing, by the end of the episode, let me know in the Discord I might do more meditations in this style if it's well received. Suggestion number one, realize and reason. So an intrusive and disturbing thought has entered your mind. Your initial proto-emotions find you in an undesirable emotional reaction. First, realize that you're in that state and that you're having that reaction. The more you do this, of course, the faster you will get at recognizing when you are off kilter. But to start, you may want to set up mental checkpoints. Perhaps you could facilitate that with something like an hourly alarm on your phone. And when that alarm goes off, you step outside yourself and just ask, how am I feeling right now? Just being reminded to ask yourself that question, first of all, is a great way of normalizing the regular asking of that question such that it might become a habit and you don't require an alarm anymore. And secondly, a way of shifting your mindset to an introspective one, right? You're at work, you're really focused on this thing, it's frustrating, and your alarm goes off and you're like, okay, I'm supposed to ask myself how I'm feeling, so how am I feeling? I'm feeling pissed off, right? Or I'm feeling frustrated. So you've gone from being entrenched in this work that's frustrating you to talking about how you're feeling. Once you realize that you're actively in an emotional response, let's say, it's time to reason through that emotional response. Why are you having it? Are you perhaps afraid you're not going to get what you want? Are you catastrophizing about the future? Are you making assumptions about the reality of a situation without having all the facts? Are you just hungry? (laughs) That's a big one for me. When was the last time you ate? Maybe your blood sugar is low and you're hangry. We all get hangry. That's pretty normal. It's so normal, in fact, that when I spelled that word in my word processor that I write these scripts in, it did not underline it as an incorrectly spelled word. So I think hangry is actually in the dictionary now. But actively exploring the possible causes to the emotional response you're having will help to keep you rational. Now, it may not completely rid you of the emotion. I'm not saying that. I'm not promising that. But if you're angry and you realize that the reason you're angry is an irrational one, or one that in the case of being hangry could be resolved with a snack, you gain a sort of control over your anger that prevents it from getting worse and eventually leads to you letting go of it, hopefully. Suggestion number two, get to nature. This is especially true with feelings of anger or overwhelm, but do something physical outside. If you're feeling this frustration at work, for example, shut your laptop. Tell your supervisor you need to use the restroom or that you're not feeling well and you need a little air. And then take a five or ten minute walk. If you're in the city, walk to the shop and back. If you're working from home, walk around the neighborhood. Just do something that involves you putting a little bit of space between you and the environment you're currently having this emotional response in. I'm not suggesting that you run away. I'm suggesting that you reconnect with nature. Remember, as human beings living in organized, hopefully organized societies, there is a lot between us and the nature that we're part of. So I'm not telling you to run away, I'm telling you to reconnect. But what if you're already outside? Or if you're in your car? 
What if you can't get to nature because your boss doesn't let you take a walk? What if you're already standing in a field and you can't get more outside than you already are? Well, getting to nature isn't necessarily about getting to a physically green space, although I think that's a good idea. Instead, it is more about shifting your focus to the natural world to be inspired by it, calmed by it, or put into a state of awe and appreciation by it. So if you can't get outside, look out the window. If there's no window, close your eyes. If you have no eyelids, (laughs) put a bag over your head. And of course, I'm being cheeky with that last one, but you're never so far away from nature that you can't connect with it in some meaningful way, even if it's only in your head. So look at a tree or think of one. You're part of that tree. You're made of the same stuff that tree is made of. And all this unnatural stuff, the chair you're sitting in, the job you're doing, the computer program that won't do what you want it to do because it keeps freezing or telling you to change your password when you've already changed your password four times this week, all this unnatural stuff is, in a way, not even real. It is artifice. It is nonsense. And it may be necessary in as much as it's your job or your responsibility in the cosmopolis, but it can't do anything to make you less a part of that tree. It can't make you any less grand a thing than a functioning part of the entire universe. So get out into nature, or if you can't, think of nature. Remember that you're part of it. Close your eyes and take a few deep breaths, then return to the present environment and, hopefully, feel refreshed. Now, I'm not promising you that this will always work, nor am I suggesting that deep breaths reset your key or something. This isn't that kind of podcast. It's really just about creating that mental and physical space and realizing this emotional response you're having is within your ability to choose to continue having or not. I can say, however, from personal experience, a lot of it, it is really hard to remain in a funk if you're literally able to walk away from the space you're feeling funky in and towards a bench in the park under the shade of a beautiful tree. It is very hard to be pissed off or sad in that sort of environment. So again, situation permitting, getting out into nature literally is a great interrupter to these sort of overwhelming emotional responses. Suggestion number three, ask what the sage would do. I know this seems kind of trite and maybe you think I'm being funny or corny in suggesting it, but asking yourself what the sage would do is perhaps the fastest way to realize you're not acting like one. And you can forgive yourself for that very easily because you're not a sage. But if you understand you're not acting like a sage, that means you have some inkling of how the sage would be acting in your situation. And if you have that inkling, you should be able to mimic that behavior at least somewhat and move further away from your current disrupted mental state. And that's it. Those are my three suggestions for rejecting mental disturbances. I want to end by saying that if you have a mental health issue or a condition of some kind, for example, I have ADHD, another person might have bipolar disorder, another might have diabetes, you can't think yourself out of the symptoms of these conditions. You can't not take your bipolar medication because you sat under a tree today, right? It doesn't work that way. You can't just focus because you want to focus when you have ADHD. And you can't will yourself not to shake or feel extreme fatigue if your blood sugar is incredibly low. So, and I've said this before on the podcast, 
Stoicism isn't a replacement for needed medication, but it certainly can be a tool in the toolkit of a person who is appropriately medicated, if they have conditions like the ones I've just mentioned, or of a person who doesn't have a need for any such medications because they don't have any such conditions. I guess what I'm wanting to ensure here is that you understand that Stoicism alone can be enough for some people, while for others, myself included, it can't be the only thing you use to gain mastery over your chaotic mind. And with that caveat, I will let you go. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Remember, if you liked it, if you liked this format, let me know in the Discord community. If you're not part of it, you can join it by going to stoicismpod.com forward slash discord. And if you'd like to get me a birthday gift, because my birthday's tomorrow and I'm feeling exceptionally old, you can attend our next live workshop, which is on anger and rage. The minimum donation to attend is just $1, and you'll get the opportunity to re-watch the workshop on demand if you're unable to attend live. To learn more, go to actualstoicism.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.